We'll head to Wimbledon in just one second and speak to Killer. Good news if you're a Bombers fan, which if you're a Carlton fan makes you sick. Uh, for Flurio Milk, it's from local cows bottled here in SA. Look for it at your local, the Flurio Milk Company. Good news for the Bombers. It has come through. Darcy Parrish has signed a two-year contract extension. So that is good news. So they've got their young kids coming through. They're signing some of their big guns onto some big deals and Bombers are looking good. They through. are, actually, and uh, know a lot of Bombers fans, so they'll be very happy with that. His form has been exquisite. I know. Makes you sick, doesn't it? Uh, Parafield Airport Liquor, home of the hardest to find wines, beers and spirits. Life's better with your pals. We have a Rowie's Pal, mm. friend of show, because, mm. of course, you're here for these two weeks. Well, You've gone straight to the top. Port Adelaide royalty like your good self, hanging out on the grass courts at Wimbledon. <laughs> G'day, Darren Killer-Kale. How are you, mate? Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Ah, all very well, my friend, and uh, you're definitely one of my pals. Don't worry about that. Uh, we'll look after <laughs> you, my friend, when it comes to that. We might be able to share a nice little red ourselves. What do you drink, Killer? Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, actually, my wife would like a little red. Oh, nice. Beautiful. We'll, we'll get that organised. Don't, don't worry. When, when are you back right. in town, by the way? When do you get back to Adelaide? Not, not back until, it depends on the quarantine, but not back until sort of, Third week of September, then I've got those two weeks of quarantine in Sydney, so maybe early October back into Adelaide. Wow, okay. So if we're talking AFL Grand Final... We missed it. You'll miss it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah, the sound of this. US though, Open, so. US, yeah, I know. I, know. I checked out the schedule in January and, and had a heart attack. So <laughs> uh, US Open, normally last week in August, first week in September, and then you've got a bit of stuff that's going on after that. Actually, my schedule is a little bit up in the air because we've also had Indian Wells, which is one of the biggest tournaments on the tour, that's been rescheduled for the middle of October. So oh, a little bit wow. depends on whether Simone is going to play that one as well. So, okay. yeah, it's a two-week quarantine. It's a bit of a bummer for all of us. So let's get back to where you are right now at Wimbledon and uh, how have you seen it so far? We're into the quarters. What what are, you, what are you seeing so far? What are you feeling? Well, on the men's side, it's going to take a, a runaway train to stop Novak the yeah. way he's playing. He's Spot as on. good as ever. He, he's Dusty Martin in a grand final and he just picks <laughs> up his game every time he steps into the grand slams and... You know, he's had a little bit of an up and year, up and down year in certain tournaments, but when he plays the majors, he's been pretty much faultless. And he's going for the Grand Slam, actually the Golden Grand Slam, if he can win the Olympics as well. And as we know, the Grand Slam hasn't been done since our greatest of all time in Rod Laver back in 1969. And actually winning the first two majors has been pretty rare as well. He did it in 2016, Novak did. Yeah. And the last person to do it before him was Jim Courier, and it was, I think it was like 2002. It was way uh, wow. ago. So the fact that he's been able to win the first two is remarkable. Uh, he's playing really well. He's in a good section of the draw. He's got uh, Fukovic next. And uh, Martin's won a set off him the times he's played him, but he's never beaten him. And then he's maybe got Shapovalov, who will take on Hatchinov in a possible semifinal. Shapovalov could be a little bit dangerous. He's wild left-hander. He closes his eyes sometimes and just rips the ball from anywhere <laughs> in the court. So if he gets hot, he can cause some trouble, but I just don't know that he can stay hot long enough over five sets. What about the rookie of the year, uh, Roger Federer? Yeah, the rookie's going okay, right? He's just smoothing his way through the tournament. I don't think he was playing great at the start of the tournament. I no. still don't think he's playing great tennis, but we have a great saying in tennis in that so you can't win a Grand Slam in the first week. You can only lose it. Mm. And so... He's been able to manage his way through the first four rounds into the quarterfinals. I don't mind his draw, to be honest. The, the match that he has to play the winner of, they've got to come back today to finish. That's Medvedev versus Herkat. 
Mm. And Medvedev's up two sets to one. It's on serve 4-3 in the fourth set. That, that's not a downer for those two guys. The fact they have to come out and play sort of a set or a set and a half today is no problem at all. They'll be able to back up the next day to play Federer. But Medvedev, if he wins, he's standing in the back fence with the lines people to return serve and play most of his tennis at the moment. So he's getting away with it against Hercat. And he's played that way for most of the tournament. I don't know if you remember him at the Aussie Open, but he yeah. did the same at the Aussie Open on the hard courts. He was a long way back. He was in Taparu uh, playing tennis <laughs> from Memorial Drive. So <laughs> if he does it against Federer, I, I don't think he'll get away with it. And that would open up the draw for Roger to possibly make the final. And how good would that be at 39 years of age? Djokovic versus Federer rematch from a couple of years ago. Unbelievable. Hey, uh it's yeah. probably exciting news on the women's side, but also a little disappointing that we'll lose one of the Aussies. Yeah, Tom Yanovich coming through yesterday against Raducanu. Uh, I thought Isla handled herself really well because all the talk over here has been about Emma, young Emma, and she's done incredibly well to make it through to the fourth round and just a rising star. And you know how the, I guess the Aussies are a little bit the same, but certainly the British, when they have something they cling on to, mm. it's unbelievable the, the attention that she's been getting. And we've got the World Card, sorry, the Euros 2020 over here at yeah. the moment as yeah. well, and England are doing pretty well Very. in the semifinals. But She's been sharing as much press as what they had, that wow. team has. It's been remarkable how much press there's been about her over here. So um, Isla did very well yesterday. She kept her cool in that first set when Emma was pressing. You know, she got the retirement. She's through to the quarters to play Ash. I think it's something like 1980 since we've had two of our women into a Grand Slam quarterfinal. Wow. So now it goes all the way back to Wendy Turnbull playing Yvonne Gulagong. And Yvonne actually came through and won the championships at Wimbledon she back did. in 1980. So, mm. so, look, good news, bad news. Uh, Ash has been getting better and better in every match that I've watched her play. I thought she was really good yesterday and was able to work her way through a bit of a difficult situation. So Ash was my pre-tournament pick, obviously, with Simona being out. Uh, once Simona withdrew from the tournament, uh, all my chips went on Ash, and I'm sticking with her. All right, mate. And uh, just to finish off, uh, Nick Kyrgios, he never never keeps himself out of the uh, lines too often, but he's he's made a comment recently. Look, I'm not fussed if I ever win a tournament again. I'm uh, I'm just out here yep. to have fun. <laughs> you know, honestly, he's been saying this for a while, though, and I guess we just haven't been listening. And, and Nick's always said he's never going to train like Novak or Raf or Roger or these guys. And, you know, it's kind of the, the why for a lot, for Nick as well, and certainly for a lot of tennis players, because the sacrifice to play tennis with the travel and everything that goes about it. And, and the other big thing about tennis is really only the top 100 players in the world can make a living out of this game. If you're outside of the top 100, it's a damn struggle. Mm. So Nick's why, you know, the reason why he's playing or the inspiration for him to get up and train in the morning, he hasn't really had that love of the game. And he's been saying this for four or five years, that yep. he's there for enjoyment. He's not, his DNA is not meant for winning big tournaments. Okay, the smaller tournaments, best of three, that's why he likes the fast four format, no problem. But he's not going to put in the type of work that's going to see him have a real good chance of winning the Grand Slam. So I just think from a public point of view and certainly from an Australian point of view, you're just going to put that out of your head. Yep. Enjoy him while he's playing. It's not going to last long. You know, He'll get to a third round or a fourth round and maybe if the draw opens up, he can sneak through to a quarterfinals. But eventually in these best of five formats, his body's going to break down mm. and he'll run into someone that's going to take him out. So that's Nick. You know, you either enjoy him for, for what it's worth or you don't worry about it. But uh, I certainly enjoy watching him play. Well, no well, I, look, I look forward to a bit more mixed doubles because that was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, right? He got a kick out of that. And he's a good guy. Look, everyone that 
knows I don't know him that well. Everyone that knows him says he's a really good guy. He's a family man. Nothing he enjoys more than spending time back in Victoria with his family, and he's really close to his family. Um, yeah, it's just it, it would be nice. I think over the last twelve months we've gotten to know him a little bit more, which what he did with the bushfire yeah. uh, relief early last year. Um, his comments about COVID and how the, some of the players didn't respect uh, the protocols of COVID. I thought they were really mature and he's grown up a lot. And I, there's a young kid from Adelaide, Edward Winter. He's, he's a gun of a player and he's a good young kid. And he actually travelled across Canberra the middle of this year or last year. I can't quite remember, but he spent a couple of weeks over there. He came back raving about Nick, talking about how good he was, talking about how much he helped him, how hard he worked in that period he was with him. And he said, listen, he loved to sit down and have a chat about things and you could take 10 or 15 minutes in the middle of training when you weren't hitting any balls. But when he was on the court, he actually worked pretty hard. So that, for me, is a good sign. Excellent, mate. Thank you very much for that comprehensive report from Wimbledon. Darren Killakeo and, mate, uh, I'll make sure Vicky gets a very nice little uh, bottle of red and maybe we can all share it. Listen, don't worry about Victoria at the moment. Just get the power over the line. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll do us just fine. Hey, Killer, can I ask a favour too? Timmy has a segment, or used to have a segment here on the radio, his Tweet of the Week. You put yeah. out one of the great tweets of all time during the week of the headlines after oh. England's win. Can you do us a favour if they oh, get up? Yeah. Can you please do that again? Yeah, I'll have a look at the papers for you and I'll send it directly to you. Holy moly. How excited are they, though? They are over the top here. It's, uh, there's no COVID. <laughs> there's COVID everywhere over here. And obviously we try to stay away from it because we're still getting tested every couple of days. But yeah. the pub and the, the streets are packed on football days and they're pouring it. And everyone after a game is, is whacked out of their mind and drinking <laughs> all day and, 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 mate, it's unbelievable singing down the streets, talking about how great they are. It's one of the great things. It happens during World Cup and certainly during the Euros over here. And the fact that they had their first massive win over Germany, I think I don't think they've beaten Germany in a big game in about 50 years. So that was huge. And then to back it up to win their next one to get through to the semis. Yeah, the, the country's going crazy and we're loving every second of it. Well done. Nah, well done, Killer. Thanks very much for your time, buddy. Beauty boys, cheers. Appreciate it. Darren Carl there, and it's all thanks to Powell's Parafield Airport Liquor. Love those guys, and when you're after a special drop, trust your Powell's to have it. It's the home of all the hardest-to-find wines, beers, and spirits. Yep. Life's better with your pals. Good blokes, aren't they, too? Jamie and Sam, they look after Great you. Anything blokes. you need from a liquor point of view, that hard-to-find item, even someone like me who's a non-drinker, you walk in. Well, you've like, got to buy gifts. Well, it's like Disneyland. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly right. I can't clean it up well enough on the show. You'd need to follow Darren on socials, Darren underscore Kale. Yeah, I do. I'll clean this up for you. So the Daily Star newspaper in England put a photo. They did a spread a couple of days ago where they had Harry Kane's soccer balls. And basically, they wanted you to rub them, his soccer balls, in the photo <laughs> for good luck, Timmy. So you can imagine what has happened since then. Killer put up the headlines and the front pages of all the, the uh, British press after the win, and it's, yeah. Classic. You, you wouldn't quite get away with that here, I wouldn't have thought. But have a look. Darren underscore Kale on Twitter. Uh, Killer is reporting for ESPN, doing the coverage over there for Wimbledon.